because we are live. All right. That sounds good. And we're just waiting Look at for Josh stepping out of his comfort zone on a three-way call. I like that, brother. <laughs> How does that sound on your end? Are you sound clear, bro? Excellent. You as well. I'm actually using the Rodecaster Pro first time. Nice. Yeah, I'm on the speaker just so I can make sure you can hear me good. And we're just waiting for Tony Stark Jr. Come on, Tony. You should be able to uh, uh, come on or not. Come on, Tony. He's probably still playing that damn Twitch game. It uh, stopped streaming. Oh, did it? Oh, he should be free. He he stay up late, so. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You gonna put this on the um the uh, the uh Spotify Spotify and all that Oh yes, sir. So actually, let's uh let's get into it. Mental theater. So Mike brought to our attention, as did John Campia. Shout out to JC about yeah. the Mandalorian having an eight-plus-hour docuseries on Disney+. Plus. What do you think about that, Mike? Mando. <laughs> um, let's, let's first of all give a shout-out to that show because that was a great, great show. Absolutely. And a great, uh, and a great beginning to Disney+. Plus. And I'm happy for them, um, number one, because Disney+, Plus was desperately in needing for more new content. Uh, it's only so much nostalgia, Disney you know, TV shows and movies people can watch, but they're like yearning for new content. And since Mando, Mandalorian was such a popular series, um, definitely, you know, first of all, Star Wars, let's start with that. And people are going to love to go behind the scenes to see how, you know, Mando came about, how it, um, you know, behind the scenes with John Favreau, Baby Yoda, of course, <laughs> and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. I mean, I'll watch every episode. And like I said, you know, Star Wars, which is a global uh, IT. So, you know, just that alone, just that alone will have people subscribing more and watching Disney Disney Plus across the globe. And to put it out now during, you know, pretty much a worldwide quarantine will keep people, you know, on it as well. Yeah, there's going to be a lot to look forward to. And, I mean, when I saw eight-plus hours, I was like, wow, that's something you would get for an Avengers special, let alone, you know, one season of a, a new show that's very short, as Mike keep, keeps reminding us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's eight hours for a show that wasn't eight hours, which is a lot. The show was eight episodes of like a half-hour piece. They were like, 15-minute skip <laughs> the documentary is eight whole hours. So that's like, <laughs> it's depressing. So, but that's what's up. I'm, I'm happy for it, though. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm psyched. I mean, there's a lot of inside stuff I'm sure we're going to learn. Even stuff I was learning, you know, while the series was on, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, I've seen little snippets come out here and there about it. I, I never knew they were going to do this, so I feel like it was good. Especially with stuff like, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier being pushed back because of the whole, uh, I, I the whole pandemic, and you know, um, uh, the Scarlet uh, Witch show and all that stuff. So this will help Disney a lot. What, what do you think about the whole thing? Absolutely. I mean, I'm very excited about the second season. 
especially since Miss Rosario, Rosario Dawson, Ahsoka Tana might be at the end, possibly. And Disney is being very clever, as is Star Wars, because, you know, it is Disney. They're going to keep the continuity. So if you're going to be on a Disney Plus show, you're also going to be in the film. So we see DC having that issue with The Flash. Yeah, and, and also Disney does, the one thing new they do have going on right now is the Clone Wars show. And Ahsoka Tana is a big part of that show. So I could see it going right into, you know, maybe even intertwining the stories, like her going right into the live action version of herself in Mandalorian as uh, Rosario Dawson. So I think that's kind of dope, actually. Even though I don't really know the character that much, I don't really, you know, like the whole concept of the Clone Wars, but I think it will it still be kind of dope, though. I agree with that. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah, Star Wars is like, you know, any type of Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, like, there's so many uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, there's so many off-stories that you can go with. Like, they're talking about Soka might get her own show now, like, with her adventures at a certain point in time. Like, there's so many different stories you can go with. Like, it's like a never-ending. So Disney has a gem, and John Favreau is a good person to be in charge of that situation with the Mandalorian, at least. And not only that, the superstar Kevin Feige is also joining the team. Yeah, yeah, because he's a huge, huge Star Wars fan, grew up as one, as much as we see him with Marvel, and he's a superstar. Everybody loves, uh, like, I, you know, I'm just impressed by him as much as I am anybody. You know, his vision and his foresight is the best thing I've ever, you know, almost ever seen in my life, you know. He was signing people up for all these movies, just not even knowing if they would happen or not, just because he had so much foresight to put them all together. So I thought that's, uh, I think having him would be a wonderful thing. I completely agree, and I agree with your metaphor of him being the Greg Popovich of brands, right, of franchises. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's the guy. Like, he's, he's just... um He's first of all, he's a nerd deep down. So that, this is what well, what's good about him is he's not just an exec; like he's a fan of Marvel, of Star Wars. So he knows what the fans want to see because he wants to see it. And I think that's why everything works out so well. Like I'm sure he always wanted to see movies intertwine like that, like Marvel did it. So I'm sure that's why he did it. Same thing he'll do with Star Wars for sure at some point. So. Oh yeah, that's definitely true, and I think. Him being, like you said, an honest fan, that's what the comic and thus Comic-Con community wanted. They wanted a fan to actually put the comics into the film and do it justice. And I think a lot of people, even though, you know, the Avengers was more of a a, a blockbuster popcorn flick, uh, you know, business model, it still had some amazing characters that really brought you in and when you enjoy being in the MCU. It's crazy. Cause when you think about it, like those were more of like going back to the comics. I mean, those were more of the B list uh, uh, stars and he made them a list stars. Like Tony Stark jr. Can, can you hear hey, me? Am I on? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Our apologies about that. I was on the phone earlier, and let me call Mike in here. He was just telling us about how he uh, was talking to his parents about Marvel. Mike, do you want to go back to that story? I apologize about that. Nah, it's all good. Um, 
I was saying that um, Kevin Feige, it's amazing because what he did, like with Marvel, he took what was, you know, not all, but for a lot of them were B-list characters. Like I was saying, my parents were telling me, like as far as comic book wise, like Iron Man or Thor were not popular to them, you know, when they grew up. So it's amazing what he did with uh, you know what's cool is not that I'm your parents' age, but um, yeah, I, I lived that too. Like the funny thing is, Avengers was not popular when I was growing up. Like the Avengers always had like like they would have to have a one F issue where they had the all star cast, and they still wasn't that popular. Like X Men was popular, you know. So it's like right. funny me, yeah, watching like um, it's so popular, and the X Men isn't that popular. And again, that's what think about it. That's why it was a bigger push for X Men because X Men was popular. He thought that would be the cash grab that would make money. Um, but yeah, it is yeah. true though. Like, and Spider Man, they were they were popular, but not right. like Thor. Uh, nope. or, you know what I mean, or nope. like, not even Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, not even Iron Man. Yeah, you're right. Huh? Like, no, yeah. And then you got people like Doctor Strange, who he was a super bump. Like, what Doctor Strange? This loser. Yeah. <laughs> even like Ant Man, like all that. Like none of them yeah, would have yep. ever thought twenty years ago. You would never see an Ant Man. Solo movie, like really, like never. I would have, I would have so laughed in your face, like what? I'll be completely yeah. transparent, guys. I've never heard of Ant Man before. Ant Man. Wow, yeah. that's <laughs> that is crazy. But that yeah. tells you what Feige did, though. You know, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know what's yeah. cool? I think what's really cool is the Marvel universe is so big. Um, no, uh, I mean I say so big. It's so. Uh, he did such a great job at the cinematic universe that he could take almost any character and that that movie would make money. It would do good, you know? Um, because I feel like uh, the popularity of Marvel, if you take a character that wasn't popular, um, the the hook, line, and sink is that somehow it's going to connect. And I think right. that's the saving grace. And yeah. this was like standalone movies and you knew they had nothing to do with the next, I don't think they would be as great, but you almost feel like you have to tune in. You know, I agree, and then and that was his genius. Like I, I was telling Josh yes. earlier, I said his foresight to connect the movies when nobody else was doing was yes. what makes them genius. You know, uh, Feige. Mostly. Agree. And and then, and I think you know he'll do the same thing with start with with Star Wars because he just. I, I was telling Josh, I said the thing about Feige is that he's a fan, so a fan like. It knows what the fans want because he's really like into all this stuff and whatnot. So, yeah, well, can we get somebody that's um, a super fan and start doing Transformers for me? That's what I I mean. That's what I mean. I guess you got to be a super fan of Michael Bay as well. No, because he wasn't even a fan of the cartoon, so that bothered me. I remember when I heard him say that, I was like, what? And it just showed like terribly into the, uh, into the, uh, the Transformers movies. I was just like, oh, man. I'm... Okay. No, no, I go. No, I was just going to say, I remember, um, so I'm a big Transformers fan, G1, and I remember a huge, I mean, one of the biggest mistakes, like, huge mistakes he made in the first movie, and it just messed me up. I was like, wait, what? But I was able to move past it while the tank in the first movie, he named Devastator. And if anybody watched GD1, they know Devastator is the five robots that transform into the big robot. So I was like, wait, what? how is that tank named Devastator? 
So then he tried to fix it in the part two movie when he actually put Devastator in the movie. But it was like, dude, you already named, and again, I get, when you talk about foresight, who knew Transformers was going to be a big franchise, right? Who knew maybe he didn't know. So he's just like, you know what? Let me just take names that's popular from the from the cartoon and just name things. And so that was a huge, like, wait, what? What? Man, that bothered me so much. Like, why is his name Devastator? Like, that was crazy. And, um, he just did a lot of stuff, like the um, the cop car in the Transformers. His name was Prowling. He was a good guy, so he made the cop car this bad guy. Um, I'm trying to remember what his name was, but he was just like a random Transformer. I was like, wait, what? But again, as a fan, you want it so bad. That's why I said I like ambition. So I give people credit because listen, who else did it? Nobody. So at the end of the day, he at least gave me something on my dreams to see, you know, a, a live action Transformers movie, even though some stuff was a little off. Um, but then down the road, it really got really bad where he would just mess up so much. It was like, man, I'm just watching this because I'm a fan, but this is like, this is just like a slap in the face to a oh, fan. But, 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 oh, yeah, by the end, it was a cash grab. It was a bad movie. Oh, but man. Yeah, they just got, well, story wise, here's the thing though like characters and stuff, like, uh, if you was a fan, stuff just was so poorly done that you all, you just can't excuse it. You couldn't. Like, um, Megatron is, a, is the second biggest character. We all know that to Optimus, right? So they make Megatron die. Well, a huge big thing in the comic book, in the in the cartoon is Megatron die and come back as Galvatron. I don't know how he made Galvatron in the movie, but he made this other character named um, Lockdown. Lockdown was like the main bad guy, and Galvatron was just like an experiment gone bad. I was like, what? What? Like how, I don't. I can't even excuse that. And then the very last movie, Hot Rod was the next successor to Optimus, right? So it's a huge deal. The only person to ever wield the matrix of leadership, then uh, other than Optimus, right? So he made Hot Rod just some like, let me not use that word. Some silly, crazy character using a funny accent. He was like literally a joke character. It's like. How was Hot Rod a joke? I don't even know who allowed that to be written in the script. I was just like, I don't know if they just did it on purpose. Like, listen, I'm going to purposely end this series with this nonsense. Anyway, sorry. I'm a little passionate. Like, my thing is, if I'm really into something, I get real passionate. And then I'm really, like, hard on something. If you want to hear me, like, give a bad review, is this something I really like? And they just kind of messed it up. Like, uh, speaking of reviews, uh, Tony Stark Jr., could you talk about your... Yes channel and then segue that to the segue king to talk about both of y'all channels please oh um yeah man uh <laughs> i um at the hairs was cool i just recently did my recent review was uh what was it man Sonic. um no 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 no, the core. no no yeah the core and so what's cool though is i act like i said when i watch something i make a review that night but i don't put it together yet so i actually got i got uh the, the Uninvited coming. I got Ragnarok, um, the revisit of Ragnarok coming. And I even got, um, so this was cool. I watched a horror movie. I watched a uh, natural disaster. I watched a Marvel movie. And I even watched uh, um, a rom-com. And Mike, I'm pretty sure you've seen this because this was super popular. But I watched The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, of course, and, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, 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 my, and my girl Betty White. <laughs> yeah, it was. And Be yeah, Betty White, yeah. And um um and Sandra Bullock. So uh the, yeah. I got all of those. I recorded all of everything. I just need to put it together. But um but the segue into that, yeah. So uh my channel is the Now Your Mama Knows. 
and um, it's an everything channel. Um, it's just, uh, man, I do, you name it, uh, video reviews, uh, I mean, movie reviews, uh, product reviews, how-to videos, vlogging, gaming, um, just anything you can think about. And uh, it's fun. And the cool thing is working with my man, Big Mike. Big Mike, tell him about uh, Big Mike and Little Ant. Yeah, so as you said, we work together. We got our, another channel, Big Mike and Little Ant. We kind of do, for now, we kind of just, because during this quarantine, we do mm-hmm. like a podcast or a show every week where we'll bring, we'll, we'll talk about a lot of different things. Um, things you can watch during the quarantine, uh, what's going on in our lives, uh, um Choose one. What, what did we do last time with the Arnold versus Sly? It was uh, we, yeah, we did uh, uh, one gotta yeah. go. Yeah, right, we one, one gotta go. Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, we do one gotta go challenges, and once we get out of this, you'll see even more things we'll yeah. do together. We kind of have a great rapport with each other. We bounce off each other. We feed off each other. Definitely check out our channel, Big Mike. A little, and and there's a recent show right now, episode three, uh, which is what's your uh. Well, a good favorite sequel. Yeah. Favorite. Yeah. Josh. Wait, say that again. Did you watch our recent show yet, or no? Still not yet. No, nah, not yet. Okay. Actually, okay. gonna do it tonight. Yeah, I think, I think you'll after, like after it. This. Um, Absolutely. That was the plan. All right, cool. cool. Yeah, we went. We went through a lot of stuff, and I think um, we had a lot of stuff planned. And it was it was jam packed to the point we actually left out about three other things we had planned for that episode um, because uh, it was a lot of good content. I felt like um, man, I felt like man, that was good enough. And so we decided we'll leave some of that stuff for the next thing. Um, if I could just point out one thing that I'm really proud of is today I just finished my third thank you video. And what I'm doing, I want to do something different. So anybody who become a subscriber to my YouTube channel, I make a video for that specific month. Um, thanking each person. And so I do some type of crazy, you know, or some stuff is simple. I might be uh, reading a book and then I close and say thank you to whoever and I make your name actually pop up on the screen. Or I might be doing a dance or doing handstands or whatever. So that's just something I'm really proud of because I feel like um, as a fan of YouTube, uh, I always thought it'd be cool if somehow, you know, my, fit, my, my YouTuber I watch like shouted my name out or whatever. And I understand when people get so big, they can't do that. But um, I told myself, I, I'm going to do this. Um, every month, I don't care how many subscribers, somehow I'm going to throw them in a video and I'm going to say thank you. And I just, you know, and I'm watching it grow. And each month I'm having to thank more and more people. And I, I look, I challenge it till I get to a point where I can't thank, where I'm like, what am I going to do? And I actually got into a debate with my wife's daughter the other day. She's like, listen, you need to just pick like the top 10 people. I was like, how are you going to say top 10 people? And my thing is I'm passionate about giving thanks to everybody. She's like, at some point you can't do that. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to do it. I don't care if, if I can't do the little skit and I just only read a name, uh, you know, list or something. But my thing is I have to thank everybody. That's just what I want to do. And, and I want to do it until I feel like I can. So um, I'm proud. Of, I'm really proud of, uh, I had a vision for this a while ago and I'm actually like, do so I just wanted to, you know, just mention it. Sounds All very right. inspiring. Uh, and we want to get Tony's take on The Mandalorian, right? Absolutely. I uh, can't give him a take, man, because I haven't watched it. Oh, that's right. What the hell are you waiting yeah. for? Bro? <laughs> well, first of all, you have to first of all, you have to have Disney Plus, remember? Uh, and 
And I just, uh-oh, I thought that was the Michael Myers song music. But um, I felt that Disney Plus didn't have an, enough stuff for me to get it. However, you know what I just thought of? This is silly. When you just said, what are you waiting for? I'm like, I don't have it. I'm like, oh, wait. My daughter moved back in the house, and she actually has Disney Plus. That's right. how we watched Ragnarok the other day. So I'm like, oh, wait. Man, I, now I can ask her, could I watch Mandalorian? Wait, 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 wait. Your daughter who you just put the, the kitchen set together for? Last no, month? no. My, my oldest daughter. Uh, oh. she'll, yeah, she'll be 23 on Saturday. And here's something funny, guys. Her and Sandy got together and had a plan. So they're going to have a COVID, a COVID um, club. What does she call it? She made a banner and everything. Oh, club, club COVID-19 they're doing here at my house. So I'll be streaming it. And they let Sandy put up a banner. They're going to have like lights flashing. They're going to have like a little person where you hand your ticket to and they let you in. And I mean, granted, it's only going to be for our family, but they got this whole big thing. They already did like lights. They was playing music the other day, showing me what it's going to be like. And I'm like, whatever, I don't care. So um, my daughter had the, the inspired that since this is like one of the first times her birthday and my birthday is in the same week. So because my birthday was Monday and her birthday Saturday. So they're doing club COVID-19. But um, um, but yeah, that's my daughter. That daughter, um, okay. she's my oldest kid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, well, she's doing the birthday video with the marshmallow, right? Is that her? Yes, yes, yep, that's okay. her. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Cool. So um, yeah, I will be using her. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll watch Mandalorian then. I didn't even think cool. about it. Yo, we we gotta get your take on it. When it's done, then we can go there it is. Thank you, Tony. Mandalorian. <laughs> as, as a fan of your show, before I really even knew you guys, then, I heard so much about the Mandalorian. Tony Bagley is like a smaller show. So, but I um, I always wanted to see it. I thought, like, down the road, I would actually get Disney Plus, like, when the Marvel stuff was coming up. Um, so I would always look forward to watching it. So the cool thing is, um, um, because of you guys' show, like you definitely gave me reasons to be like, oh man, I want to see this because you talked so highly about it and sound like it was really good, even though um, if it was only uh, what, half an hour episodes, 40 minutes, something Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. Remember that was <laughs> a big thing you guys was going. <laughs> literally, we literally talked about that before you were on the call. That's hilarious. Uh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I always say to Mike, listen, I was a fan, man. I listened hard. I try, I pay attention to stuff y'all said. Like, I can recall. Yeah. Now, you know what's funny, Tony? Because they're about to do an eight-hour documentary of The Mandalorian, but the show wasn't even eight hours. So it's hilarious I was just about to, to say, like, wait, what? The, sh- the, the documentary is longer than the show? Put the right. <laughs> way, way longer. Right, which is hilarious to me, but okay. It's cool. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess a lot of detail beyond, behind the scenes that we don't know about yeah. The Mandalorian, but... Definitely want you to watch just so you can catch up and talk to us about it and then, uh, you know, talk to us about the documentary too, you know, after you watch that. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Uh, um, was that your first time watching Ragnarok? No, no. So here's what's cool. And I think my uh, review is going to be real, real interesting. I see mm-hmm. Ragnarok in the movies and I left the movie thinking it had to be one of the best Marvel movies, but, but, I felt the best thing about the movie was the worst thing about the movie, so it always made me unsettled. Um, the humor in the, the movie, when, from watching it that day, 
leaving thinking like, man, the Hulk and Thor are two big characters and the movie was so silly that from beginning to end, it was so entertaining. But then I have a bad taste in my mouth because I feel like, man, I almost wish it wasn't so funny because, you know, it could have been, uh, I think, a better movie if it was more serious. But um, that made it so much entertaining. Like anybody could sit down and watch that movie and sit through it and get through it at the end and be like, man, action. We was laughing the whole time and it was enjoyable. So I couldn't wait to see it again to see if it was as good as it was to me the first time I seen it. So it's really cool for me to review it after thinking it was such a, a good movie because you know, it was, it was so it was, it had a lot of levels of layers of entertainment for me. That's very interesting. Okay. Cause that's one of Miguel's favorite directors at the moment. Yeah. Oh, wow. To, uh, to, to Taika Waititi. And that's the thing he's known for like having comedy, no matter mm-hmm. what kind of movie it is. So whether it's a serious movie or it's a, uh, you know, so it's a Marvel right. movie, like even like a Jojo rabbit is a movie about a kid having, you know, think he's talking to Hitler, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, having visions of talking to Hitler, but it still has comedic, you know, uh, moments in it and stuff like that. Right. That's just what he does. Like, Taika, and he's in all his movies too. Like, he's in Ragnarok, Taika Waititi. So he's always, um, oh, wow. you know, who was he? He plays Korg, actually, the rock, the rock monster dude. Oh, wow. So yeah. that's him in Endgame too? Yep. Yep. That's him in Endgame too. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. So. Um, well, I would love for you actor, to hear my take on it. He got an actor credit and a director credit and probably EP. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Crazy. Oh, well, I love for you. I can't wait to hear it. But to be honest with you, I've been making content like nonstop. And I told myself, man, listen, my big thing was I was um, I've been putting together this thank you video for a few weeks now. So I would record someone one day, record someone another day. Um and it was cool at putting it together because I had all these pieces. And finally, um, yesterday, I recorded the last little bit I needed because um, I would look on the list and see who I got to thank. Then I'd come up with a little skit for that person or I'd come up with a little skit and then I'd add a person to the skit. And so when I finally had all the pieces together, I was like, okay, now I need to take all of this and actually create something. Like, it was even cool because I thank my friend who actually was in the hall today. So um, you see how I did that part, Mike? I don't think you've seen it yet, Josh. But um, actually today, yeah, I took like scenes. I was like, oh, let me find the episode that he read. And uh, so when I uh, finally got that done, I was like, you know what, man? Uh, Not that I'm burnt out, but I feel like uh, gaming is like a passion of mine. And I'll sit in my bedroom until like 5 o'clock every day. It's crazy. Like I'll just be either watching YouTube videos or trying to learn how to use OBS or – and I feel like – not that I'm on vacation, but I am laid off. I feel like, dude, man, I um, I feel like now that I did this video, like the the um, the thank you video was something I had to get done soon because I don't want to lie to people and say, hey, I'm making a thank you video every month. I'm gonna put it out, you know, and it'll be for the people from last month. Well, I put it out today. It was the 15th. I feel like people who was, you know, there's some people who was probably like, yo, when is this video coming out? So, but now I don't have any content that I have to like do on a like like time frame like even the um you know making these um uh the reviews so i feel like i don't want to do make another content for these four days man i just want to relax and play video games and just like i literally like don't want to even think about making a video like other than podcasts or something like i just need like some <laughs> like i need my brain to just be like yo just just you're not doing the uh sandy and anthony show tomorrow night 
Yeah, that's different though. That'd be um, you know, just again, uh, uh, that's um, the production for that or the um, development for that is smaller. Um, um, so like you know, us sitting in front of the camera, besides the way I have to put it on YouTube, um, is a little bit of a hassle. But it's not a hassle like making an actual video because I I get it. Like I literally like today the video I finished was less than five minutes and it took me a lot of time. Like um. I just get so into making videos. I love it. And I just, I'm just weird, man. Like I'll, I, when you see one video I put out, trust me, I watched that video probably 20 times. Because just to be clear though, not to cut you off, but we, we can still do our show this week at some point then just to make sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about making an actual YouTube video. Like gotcha. our thing is, so our thing is cool. Our thing is I recorded on Zoom and then I just put our beginning part, you know, which is you and me, that's the bit, that's our template until we actually get a, a intro. But I put right. that as kind of like, it's just starting. And I put that at the end and I put our names. Um, you see how I put our names this time. So I kept yeah. our names here the whole time. That, yeah, believe it or not, that took me about probably 25 minutes to do. But, um, oh, wow. yeah, but, uh, but, um, but yeah, that, so that, that's different. But I'm just talking about like making an actual video that got teams and layers gotcha, and gotcha, stuff, graphics. Gotcha. Yeah, that I don't want to do for like at least four days. Gotcha. So, yeah. um, fellas, I don't want to, you know, keep this mental theater situation. Josh, do you hear me? Absolutely. So you see Tenet still hasn't moved off its date, its release date yet? And what was that original date again? Uh, July 15th, something like that, like uh, mid July. Uh, well, now that puts the other John Campion news into context as well. Yeah, something to it, AMC. Well, the movies are projected to open by the end of July, maybe early August. Hmm. Okay. And if you want Christopher Nolan at the box office, why not have Robert Pattinson and Denzel's, you know, son <laughs> as the, uh, you know, protagonist in the film. Why not during blockbuster season? It's, it was meant to be a blockbuster. That'll be something that everybody would want to see. I mean, Christopher Nolan is doing his thing right now. I really hope he does Bond next. So you think that that he saved the date on purpose just to make sure uh, Nolan? I mean, how much would all the again, if it gets to a responsible level, how much would the film industry as a whole benefit? From this suit, like him supercharging the industry once again, like oh I can't, like people are like oh I can't wait to see another film now. They need that. They absolutely need that. Right I agree. Now. I agree because well, the other question. Uh, I'll go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say if um if we're again, you know me, when the whole uh, the COVID nineteen thing. But I'm being, I'm trying. I've been a lot more responsible. I've been a lot more like uh, yeah. I was talking a lot, you know, weeks ago. Uh, how I it, I didn't really uh, think it was that big of a deal, but it's definitely a way bigger deal than I was making it. And um, um, so if we could get the country uh, to a point where maybe there's a vaccine or like cases went down, then I'm all for that. But if we're still like, if we're just going to do it just to try to save the day or the industry, then I don't think that's a good move because, um, you know, that that'll be putting a lot of people at risk, you know. That's my whole thing. That's another topic, but yeah, that's my whole thing. I mean, I I, I understand the economy. I think I was talking to Josh about this a little bit earlier on on the chat, mm-hmm. but it's like opening the country back up too early without a vaccine because it's like the numbers are down because people are in the house. 
So when they get out the house, it's going to go back up. Like, it's, it's logic. Well, well, here's the thing, though. we got to put the logic in it. It is known that if you get it, then you have to quarantine yourself for uh, 14 days. So just for, the, the, at least put this out there in your logic. Remember, the numbers are down, but the n- people who have it, they are going to get rid of it. And so it's possibility that that still, if, if you get rid of it and then they open up the country, then we might be good because theoretically, if it takes 14 days for you not to have it and we quarantine long enough, then you don't have it. And who's really going to still, if we quarantine like we should, then there shouldn't be nobody else to have it to pass it on to someone else. So, the, so in theory, if we're quarantining properly, we could be able to open back up the country, you know, because it's not like people are going to have it for months. It's just going to, it's not like you need a vaccine to get rid of it. It's just eventually your body is going to run its course and you're not going to have it anymore. You know, the vaccine is just, so you can't, if somehow there are people who still have it, um, which wouldn't make sense if it is, if you have to quarantine yourself for 14 days and then it goes on its own then you should be good, you know? In, in theory or logically. No, Ian, I get your point. And I mean, beyond, beyond that, but, you know, he right. Trump's having a press conference tomorrow about like, right. you know, steps about trying to reopen the country like sooner than later. And that's what I'm right. like, yo, I'm concerned when it comes to that because I'm like, we still have so many cases. And right. again, I get the economy, but it's like, it's, I mean, we're lessening, but not like China went until there was no cases. We're like, well, we got a little less. So we good. Like right. that don't make any sense to me. Or not. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I long story short is they, they did a full quarantine. So eventually people who did have it and was quarantined at home, they no longer had it because it ran its course. So in theory, if you open up the country a little bit early, a lot of people aren't going to have it anymore. So because when you talk about it, you almost make it like you have it and it's, it's going to last like in your system for like six, six months. So if you open a country two months from now, you're still going to have it. No, in theory, the people who had it would no longer have it. Like the only way it's spreading is because if I have it and it didn't, it didn't run its course in me yet. And then I go hang out with you, we shake hands and you get it and you go hang out with somebody or you go to work then it's going to keep spreading and spreading, spreading. But in theory, if we do properly do our, um, you know, degree, you know, separation and we, we, um, stay away from each other. And in theory, we, like for instance, let's say if I had it two weeks ago, well today I shouldn't, in theory, I shouldn't have it. So even right, if there is, but if you, you did, but if you didn't stay home because you got to right. think this. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm learning now. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. Jack, to go off topic, but here's what I'm learning now. People aren't going to the hospital, so they won't become a number. So they won't have to stay in the house. So they like right. they like have all the symptoms, but they don't want to get positive tests because then they don't want to know they have to be quarantined and stuff like that. Right. But that's the problem. They're the ones who right. can still spread it. That's the sure. issue. And but and you do and you do have to one last thing you do have to put out there these same people who don't want to go to the hospital and get quarantined think about it when they go to the hospital you know what's going to happen because this happened literally happened to my friend they're going to go to the hospital and regardless we don't know how long you had it but it shows you have it you have to quarantine yourself two weeks and guess what two weeks you're not supposed to have it anymore. so I mean, right but if you don't you quarantine yourself in two weeks you 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 right. got to spread it or whatever, but sure. n- nevertheless, back to the, the theater part. Um, so the, the, that begs the question. I think Campy I had too. Do you think that we'll have any billion dollar movies this year, Josh? Uh, besides Tenant and hopefully uh, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bond makes a billion, but you think Tenant will get to a billion dollars? You think? 
if everything is clearing up in the United States and things seem to be somewhat cooling down in Europe, that's that's a very real possibility that could rejuvenate the industry, especially in their favorite time, which is the summer, and preparation for their second favorite time, which is during the winter, during the holiday season. So I, it could be an amazing upkick. I was telling my friend who was thinking about investing in stocks. Also, if you're thinking about investing in stocks, I would check out the show Billions. Add that to the list for those who haven't seen it. Obviously, the film Limitless and The Wolf of Wall Street and the original Wall Street. So for anyone who's interested in that. But I suggest buying an AMC now because eventually they will. I mean... Unless they let them fail. I, I just can't see them do that. That just doesn't make any sense. They have the most theaters, so they they wouldn't have the infrastructure to do it unless someone buys them, you know? Or that the movie, mm-hmm. the film industry comes back in a major way, and I feel like a blockbuster like Tenet could definitely do that. You don't feel that Tenet needs more advertisement, though? Uh, I think they did everything they need they would need it closer to the date absolutely which i think is part of the plan but in terms of the teaser so that it's on your consciousness they've they've definitely done their part because here we are talking about it now we are but i feel like i when i've seen tenet again remember i'm different from you guys you guys will probably go see it based off of the director i'm just a regular guy that's going to see it because the trailer looks good right so when I seen it, I was like, this looks interesting, but I never said, hey, I'm going to see this, like, day one. I wasn't even sure if I'm going to see it. I was like, "What? Like, it's not a sequel. It's not, like, so it's like a new IP. And so I was looking like, it's interesting, but I don't know something about this movie. I'm not 100% sold. Um, so um, that's why I was curious. Like, I feel like I need to see, like, maybe another trailer or two to be like, or I need to hear like a bigger buzz. Like, I don't know anybody besides you two that's what actually mentioned, yo, uh, oh man, I'm definitely going to see Tenet. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's why in my head, I was like, oh, I wonder if it would make that much money. Um, but again, we're, we're in the different um, worlds when it comes to movies, you know? Well, um, Mike, you can correct me on this, but I believe the current trailers left it incredibly ambiguous so that future trailers would fill in some a little bit more context to get you more excited to go see it. But Mike, tell us what you think. Yeah. They, I was going to say they probably had about two more trailers left before it was going to come out. Um, mm-hmm. One probably would have dropped uh, by the end of this month and one maybe in June because they haven't got to the final trailer yet. So to your point, Tony, I feel like there would have been more stuff to get mm-hmm. you more riled up. And it still may be if they're trying to keep that same date. So I don't think they got, to the point right. yet where they were where they were getting to where like other movies like Black Widow that was her final trailer like before the movie right. was going to come in May so I think you had a little bit more time left before they even got to that so hopefully right. that would have got you um, to that point but to the industry wise I was telling Josh today I think the movie theaters are going to have to increase not going to have but they probably will increase either ticket prices which won't affect you and I Tony but uh, right. or maybe e- e- even like concessions um, to, be, to recoup some of this money that they lost out on what do you guys think about that? That's an interesting one I feel like um, because this is such a national crisis I feel like some people, you know how people are going to be, but I feel like some people, because of this crisis, might actually be okay with it. So I can hear it now, like, oh, man, they're raising prices so high, but it's like, dude, you, everybody, almost everybody you know lost their job or knows somebody lost their job. So you can understand that um, 
in this time, if things go back to normal or not normal, but goes back to the new normal, they're going to have to definitely make some changes. But I almost wonder if the movies would not raise stuff because they don't want to push people away. I don't know. That's that's interesting. What do you think, Josh? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, perhaps the ticket prices might go up as a, in addition to the concession, just like mm-hmm. splitting, you know, splitting it in half. So I, I do think there will be uh, maybe, let's say, 10 to 15 percent increase. Hopefully nothing more than 20, because then that's not going to solve their issue. So, I mean, and like you guys said, people understood. I mean, who were the first people laid off was probably the people who work at the movie theaters. So they, they really have to understand. Yeah. That. Well, I'm thinking twofold. I'm thinking because, one, because they got to recoup some of this money they lost. And two, because even when we come out of this whole thing, initially, they might not still let 500 people in the AMC stadium seating theater. They might say, okay, 200 capacity and everybody three seats apart. So they got to make that money back somewhere. Let me ask you this. What would be the point of opening up the theater and saying we're going to limit the amount of people that could come in? That like, first of all, the first of all, when this thing started, they said, "Hey, you can't have more than fifty people in that one place," and he went down to ten. I feel like if they're going to reopen it, like, what's the difference between a hundred versus three hundred? Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. Unless you're literally going to block off seats and I'm when somebody to go say. to pay for the seats. Then right. let's show like these seats in red, meaning so you force people to not have so many people, and I don't see them doing that. I can, I can see because they have the ability. Because literally every movie theater now is you, you, you don't walk into a theater no more like you used to. You have to actually, you know, get, pick your seats now. So right. I feel like they will block out the two seats next to yours, so there's like at least six feet between each seat, and only do whatever they can. It's better for them to get some money than no money. So they'll still get some concession money and, and some ticket money. And if they increase the money, it's something. But I, I feel like they would do it, honestly. I don't. So. The reason why I don't think so, because I think uh, some things have to make sense, right? So the purpose to, to make spaces in between people, right, is because fear of, I don't know, you think you got it or not. Is that the case? I don't think the theaters would even open. The first thing it is, too, right? So let's say this, you're going to open 200, let's say you got one theater that's 300 seats, but you're only going to open 100, right? And you're going to have people spaced apart. Well, you know the line to get in is people are going to be up on top of each other and people are standing in line just to get um, just to get uh, popcorn and stuff. You're going to be near each other, but then when you go in the theater, you got to sit so far away. That wouldn't make any sense. It would be kind of like, what's the purpose then? But that's what you don't see, Tony, and that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to have little spots for you to stand six feet behind the person behind you, literally, because they want, like, it's not going to open up back to normal right away. Like, even South Korea, right? They opened up. They still can't have more than 100 people inside of a place and more than 500 outside. Like, they still mm-hmm. have guidelines, even though they open back up. I think we're going to be the same right. way. Why not? Me personally, why not? Yeah, so. I mean, well, it's, sometimes you can. But no, no, my bad, Tony. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna simply say sometimes you can look at other places as templates. So yeah, I guess if they are doing that there, and yeah, that could show us some signs of maybe we might do that as well. But, I was just curious. Yeah, do you think they'll increase true. the uh, the showing times? 
or decrease it because they would have to have to spend more time cleaning the theater each time. That is true. <clears throat> um, that's tough. I think they might just have their yeah. They they might have to decrease it a little bit just because they would have to really like take time on the whole sanitizing after each show. Or if they barely do it, don't do anything now besides sweep a little bit. So yeah, I mean they're going. Listen, in the first year, I say after this, they're gonna, you know, they want to try to get back as normal as possible. But they're gonna have certain things like what I'm talking about to still keep us safe as possible. That's that's how I feel. So, and I know uh, my you know uh, my co. I'm sorry, Mike. I know my coworker is gonna be happy about this because he never goes to the movies because of how unclean it is, but this probably make it the most clean it's been in years. Cause you, sometimes you can get bed bugs at theaters. You know, what's funny. Somebody brought to my attention. I didn't think about, you know, they're talking about trying to have the sporting events with no people in there. Right. Right. But the same concept though. Right. So what if they could tell a person, listen, you can come, but you would have to pay, let's say triple or quadruple the price, but you get front row cause nobody else is here. I wonder would they still do it? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, uh, Mike, it does sound like my idea with the celebrities in the front row at the NBA games. Is they gonna be able to yeah. afford it? Right? Yeah, they'll be able to afford it. They'll still sit, you know, many seats apart from each other, but they're paying like triple what they used to pay because they gotta, you know, make some money back on that stuff. Yeah, uh, ten thousand for a nosebleed. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not gonna be a nose big. You come down. Long as you, long as you apart, you probably well, good to go. I don't know. Here's so. here's what's cool. My son and I had a, a debate today um, because we're both wrestling fans, and he's saying how he doesn't like wrestling now without the fans, and I was saying how I do like without the fans. And we was giving like our benefits and you know what we feel. So what I noticed is that when I'm a wrestling fan, I used to watch wrestling uh, sitting in the bed with my wife. We both watch it, but we usually don't be engaged with the matches that much. Um, besides, I always pay attention to the finisher. Like, oh, how did the match end? And I'm more into, like, when they're talking. But now with no fans, uh, and I'm pretty sure Vince McMahon or Triple H told the people, like, listen, we got no fans. All eyes are on you. Uh, the angles are zoomed in. you got to give stellar performances. Well, now that the wrestling is so much better, I'm, like, glued to the matches, and I'm all into the matches because uh, there isn't people chanting silly stuff. And like um the camera angles are so on point to the wrestling, it's like, man, like like uh it's almost like, it's like wow, they're they're really, really getting into the wrestling. I'm actually enjoying the performance, whereas before I feel like uh they performances wasn't that they, they knew they didn't have to wrestle that great. Um, like uh all right, so their developmental brand NXT which Triple H uh he's in charge of they wrestle so like their wrestling is so intense that the crowd they they chant often fight forever like they love it right. But then when these character when these people get um, boosted up to the main roster, um, they and it's a known thing that they don't wrestle as hard because they want to last longer. You know, like oh, we want your career to be a lengthy career. We can make money off you, so we don't want you potentially getting injured by wrestling too too intensively. Um, but now people are wrestling real intense. They're putting on these great performances. And I'm more into wrestling more than I've ever been, which is weird because it's no fun. But for me, the benefit is the camera angles are so much better. Uh, it's not zoomed out because you're not trying to get the fans in the camera angle. You're right in on the wrestling, and it's pretty intense. So I'm wondering what um, – I don't know what other, what other sport or other things are doing without fans. Just I'm like sure. doing your son – 
it's probably half to half. Some people like it, some people don't. Well, his reasoning for not liking it was because WrestleMania just happened, and I agree with him on that. So WrestleMania happened. Usually, the very last event, main, the last match of WrestleMania is uh, where that's where you need the crowd because somebody who worked so hard to become a champion for the first time, which is guy Drew McIntyre, he got his big break, beat Brock Lesnar, and he at the end he's standing on the ropes holding the title, but he can't get like his quote unquote coronation with the with the crowd. So that I felt bad for, but that was really you know my my son's main gripe, and he's like, well. I just feel like the fans, without the fans, I don't hear that certain cheering. But I'm like, yeah, but the cheering isn't good no more in WWE. It's not like you're talking about cheering for, you know, a different right. wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah you know, like, like exactly. cheering when we, when you were watching it, cheering was awesome. Cheering is just not that good anymore. Like, I it, got it, you. It's, it's called a smart fan. They cheer, like they don't like something. They boo everything. They think, like they try to hijack the show is what they say. And I feel like that's, that's not good anyway. Yeah, cause I'm like, back in the day, I feel like we can get both. Like, you can get a a, um, a Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero, Guerrero great match and still have fans back in the day. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. You know, now, I guess, or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. And I, but I wonder why, because you, you're a fan of both, Tony. So why can't they do UFC with no fans the way they could do WWE? Just WWE so, still on. Here's what's cool. Um, it's a good question. Um, and I was talking to my buddy about this. So here's the thing. Because UFC is real. So with WWE, you could pull off it's, – it's, it's not real, right? So you could pull off only having that 10-person limit, right, and have people on standby. But UFC is different. So uh, UFC, remember, UFC is real. They need doctors not far away. They need a cut man. They need um, people to come ch- run in and check. Like, remember, somebody could get knocked out and potentially die if the doctors and staff don't come up right away. And they also need corner men. So if you're familiar with boxing, which I'm sure you guys are probably more familiar with boxing, you get yeah. corner men is a big deal of helping you win. You got people screaming to you. A lot of times they have four, five, six, seven people in the corner. These are people they train with and they go in there so they could keep them on point. Like uh, they, they know, hey, listen, you're going against your opponent and he likes to, he wrestles. He's going to try to take you down. We need you to keep to your feet. If you don't have your corner man reiterating that to you, you might start going off of your game. So UFC, just unfortunately, because it's real, they need more. Like they can't. And plus, you got to add the different cameramans as well, and you got to add the commentary. So like, um, they that's the the hard thing with UFC. When it was fifty people, they was able to do it. Once they put it to ten, it's almost it's like it's almost impossible because you need uh, what people don't think about is the corner man and the cut man and the you know the um the doctors and that stuff. And that's what WWE don't need because it is quote unquote not real. Yeah, I was wondering, but now it makes sense. Like I was like, well, like, why can't they do it? But mm-hmm. boxing can't do it. The UFC can't yeah. do it. But now yeah. it makes kind of sense and whatnot. So, huh. interesting. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like with with the fan thing, like I, I can see it in almost everything except football for some reason. Like football mm-hmm. needs fans. I'm sorry, it's just. It's just weird without fans, so I, I I can't see them getting to that point. Well, me here here's so. the thing, Miguel. I feel like they can replicate the fan sound. In fact, there are some apps that already do that. Shout out to the Hot Mic app that actually gives you the sound of a crowd and the actual <clears throat> chance that would be going on. So you, there is precedent for it. I don't know if it will be accepted in America. However, if they're going to do you know, what you guys are alluding to where they're going to hike up the prices and only those who are truly affluent can go. Basically, the people who can sit around the court, right? 
And then, like I said, yeah. like I was saying, uh, theater lighting, then you know, then you're gonna have ability for more virtual reality, so you can actually have a virtual reality cam in each seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, when you're, uh, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah. When you're home um, watching through the TV, there's so much they could add on screen. Um, WWE does it actually. When you watch uh, actual pay per view or a regular match, a, a regular Monday Night Raw. It's um like they'll have the person come out and they'll have like a name real big like floating in the sky and you be looking like wow that's major graphics and like that is not yet real life that's impossible so it looks amazing so yeah Josh I can hear you on that I almost wonder about the uh, the authenticity of it like are you gonna want to have like a movie where you got laughter in the background and it's not or like people cheering for a football game but they're really not there I don't know uh, how people would go for that you know. Yeah, I think I think because football, you know, America is really pastime, right? And people, you know, they they love it and going there it's so much, and and that's like a part of it. That's the hardest part. Basketball, like I'll, I'll watch a um a, a New York City pickup game at a, at a uh, you know at a, at, a, at a gym right now on YouTube, so yeah. I could see that more so than football. Like I'm not, I would never watch like a, just a, a, a twenty two guys out on a field and playing football. Football, like I don't know. That's weird. Well, let me tell you this: If somebody asked me a year ago what I watched WrestleMania without fans in the, in the WWE Performance Center, mind you, the Performance Center is like I don't want to say it's rinky dink, but it's uh, I mean it's state of the art now, but it's a small uh, it's a small facility compared to um, you know um, a stadium, right? So if you asked me a year ago, like, would you watch? Uh, first of all, I said they'll never ever do that, like ever. I would have probably told you they would have canceled WrestleMania if they had their performance. performance. Um, so, but they did it, man. And I give them like, I take eight, 80 hats off my head uh, for them doing it and pulling it off. So I feel like football should just try it because um, if they could get those ratings, I'm pretty sure some people are probably like, I can't see it happening. But if you're really into the game, because um, my, my whole argument is I never watched football or wrestling to see the guy in the third row holding the sign up. And and after and after them doing it again, I never did. So I, like, I, I don't recall that, so I don't need that. It, I, that's why I say when people say I can't picture watching it, it sucks. I'm like, I mean, did you ever say you did you ever say you watched it for the fans? Never. You'll never say that. So my thing is, if they could do the camera angles right, which WWE perfected, I feel like if they did the football camera angles right, they zoom in when you know uh, people are in the huddle. You're about to do a half that cast. Like they like if they just get all that right and cut out the angles that they would naturally show the fans because obviously fans like to be on TV. But if you just kept it centered on the, the game itself, I think it would still be intense. Um, and it would be in, it would be something that you can watch. Yeah. Just because I, I you know. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I could, if we had to get used to it, I could see us getting used to it, but I definitely right. think it's like, because you can't show the empty stadium. You're right, you're going to you go with ridiculous. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. At first, WWE did that. Like, when they first started doing it without the fans, dude, they were showing empty chairs. It was like, yo, like, it definitely, the, the psychology of you, you thinking, like, it just felt cheesy and weird. Then it got better. Like, they turned the lighting down. It was like, they literally, at first, it was a regular, um, it was like a regular uh, lighting, everything. You, this camera angle, you see empty chairs. It was just weird. Now it's so great, man. I'm telling you, it's like 
it's dim in there. Uh, the angles never show one chair, like never. Like there's never a camera angle where they can show a chair. You see somebody starting to turn and it goes there, a different camera comes on. It's, it's awesome. Like you can hear my enthusiasm. Like, trust me, it's pretty cool. So I feel like if, if they, you know, did it right or even, temp, you know, mess with it and then I'm sure they'll get better. Like WAV got better. But yeah, it was definitely weird at first, but I like it. You know, and uh, here's my thing. I even hope, I hope that when we open things up, they do a lot. They don't get rid of these camera angles. Like not all the time. Obviously, we got to see the fans, but I need them to like keep some of these zoomed-in tight corner camera angles that make the wrestling that you're watching you feel is more impactful. You know. Well, we shall see. I mean, you know, my yeah. biggest thing out of everything is the movie, so I'm hoping it opens up more than what anything. So, well, we yeah, see. I'm right here with you. So I definitely missed that overall. So for anything. Anything else you want to hit up to here, Josh? Or roll in? Uh, I mean, just you know, keep the uh, keep our ears to the ground in regards to hopefully the movies opening back towards the end of the summer. All right. Oh yeah, I hope. And yeah. movie and going to din out to dinner is my two like pastimes. I like Ooh, to do it with my wife, nice. so I miss that. Yeah, man. That's, oh, yeah. I, 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 I like your old Cheesecake Factory thing, actually. So that was a good... Uh, yeah, good you know what's cool? That was her idea. She said, listen, who said we still can't go to dinner? I'm like, uh, what? She's like, yeah, we can go get takeout. We just eat it in the car. I'm like, listen, I'm cool. Like, like we, uh, it's cool because I would do something like that, you know, and I'm glad that she wasn't like, I ain't eating in no car. But yeah, it was cool. We enjoyed ourselves. We got to eat and I still got to, you know, go out to dinner for my birthday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I actually like cool. the, um, yeah, my, my favorite is the uh, Red Velvet Cheesecake myself, but. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What about you, Josh? What's your favorite cheesecake, man? Do you like cheesecake? I do. I do like the raspberry and the cherry. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, that's, that's, that's the one Sandy had, right? The raspberry one, right? Uh, I don't think it was raspberry. Hey, Sandy, what kind of cheesecake did you have? Oh, damn, Mike is on point. I told you I got a photographic memory, bro. Yeah, you did, man. You did. You, yes, you did. You said that. <laughs> if, I, if I see it, I remember. I, 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 did I tell your daughter had the marshmallow just a few minutes ago? Like I, I remember everything. You did, yeah, you did say that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. This is weird, but uh, but yeah, man. Rest of it, we we all got to do that, man. When this is over, you and I got to get back to our actual reviews, Tony. Like 100%, movie reviews, one hundred percent. But I'm dying to see your Ragnarok review now because you know I got my own thoughts about that movie. But I'll say what that's how Yeah, now and I'm ho- I'm not trying not to get pressured because now I feel like oh, I need to make the I need to make it. But uh, I I just need to, I need to break. Now, take your time. By the way, yeah, um, guys, are you open? to doing mm-hmm. uh, the watch-along live in this manner. The, the, oh, the, the Netflix wa- The party? Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what movie, though? Because he already watched Ragnarok now. What movie? Yeah, that that is a good... Uh, is Winter Soldier on there? I hope. I think that might be on... Oh, it's on Plus? It might be on Plus. But I mean, we we could watch anything together on Plus, but but through the Netflix typing, we would have to do uh 
the Netflix one, actually. Right. Not, not that we need that, really. We can just text each other. <laughs> but, but we can definitely, um, you know, I know we're watching at the same time the Netflix party, but I don't know what you guys want to watch on Netflix. We, we should pick something we all want to watch. Or, 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 or never seen it. Well, here's what I'm curious, though, how good the Netflix is. Because I know um, a lot of times, just because we're in different areas, for whatever reason, like um, some stuff start a little, like a, be a little bit off. So um, I guess that wouldn't really matter if we watch a movie we all seen before anyway. But I know when me and my buddy, we started WrestleMania the exact same time. And the delay was still off for us. I was a little bit ahead of him. Um, but, um, but yeah, if it's a movie we all seen before, then I guess it wouldn't matter. It's not like you'll be ruined. In- I don't think that'll happen with a, with a, with a streaming network, though, because it's kind of like we're all, you know, it's just an app or whatever. So I don't think it'll really happen if we play it No, well that's, well, that's the, w, the WWE network is the app. And it, the channel. It's, no, 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 it's an app. It's uh, yeah. You got, I got it on my phone. Uh, um, on my uh, my PlayStation. It's an app. It's not oh, a so oh, it's like a, it's like an HBO yeah. app. It's yeah. It's like an HBO app. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was like a channel you could add to like a Comcast stuff like no, that. No, not no, not at all. They left. They left. So this was cool when the WWE Network came out. They actually left all cable channels as pay per views, so you can't get like you could only see WWE pay per views now with the WWE Network. So, yeah. Um, now, get this. Think about this. Uh, pay-per-view used to be like $50 a month, but the WWE yeah. Network is only $9.99 and pay-per-views were included. So I don't know how they did that, but um, apparently it, they're making so much money by doing that. Off the subscribers, yeah. They're, they're getting right. a lot of money. Well, guys, we actually yeah. do have all of the Indiana Joneses, which would be interesting. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, on the, what, best one is, the best one is Raiders, right? I think. Raiders. I mean, Temple of Doom is my favorite, personally. I don't know. I have to, um, man. I have to watch the trailers for all of them and see which which one. Really, like, Dude, you're an old man. These, this is your time. Like Indiana Jones. Yeah, no, Nineteen eighty-one. Neither of us were Thank born. You. Yeah, think yeah. about it. He said I'm an old man. Like I seen these stuff like when they came out. Like I seen them like. That like so. Here's my thing. I often I don't unless I really really like a movie I don't watch it again. So like if you catch me talking about a movie that I've seen more than like two times, like I really like the movie. like um probably the most watched movie ever was The Mist for me. Like I've seen The Mist so many times. Um so like something like Indiana Jones. Way back then, maybe I watched it a lot. Way back then, but again, we're talking. A long time ago, so I would have to watch the trailer and be like, "Oh, that's like even um Police Academy." I had to, literally had to watch the trailer just to be like, I had to watch the trailer for um um Coming to America, and I don't see that like so many what? times. But dude, I'm talking about like, what? Oh, how, how many decades ago? You know, like I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. If you're like if you're like 14 years old, you you I guess you did see it like 10 years ago. So you know, it's fresh on it's fresh on your mind. But you know, I seen it. I seen it when it was like when it came out. You know, dude, so, um, dude you might you might have to give give me give me your black card again for that one. That's crazy. <laughs> I, listen, I never, I never, I never, I never uh, uh, claimed to be the um, the pro black guy. So you, my black, I don't think I have a black card. So, 
Um, uh, they got <laughs> the Matrix on here. They got Inception. They got a lot of, got a lot of Netflix, actually. Oh, Inception. Oh, oh we might do Inception. Inception. Hey. Yeah, yeah that. that's there we go. There it is. There that's we it. go. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Okay. You guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. I said, uh, we can do it on Saturday and Sunday. Cool. Okay, that that would be perfect. Absolutely, it's not like we have any plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Josh, listen, Josh, you are a ladies' man. You must have a lady coming over. I'll never know what you. So, well, I hope not. Right now in the pandemic era, be breaking some rules. <laughs> but hey, what's one person? Right? It's, it's not like you got ten girls come over. <laughs> right. Exactly. This is, this is so my response to that. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, bro. That's a good thing, right? I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> you know I knew what he was saying. Yeah, we're not going to put you on wax saying you had somebody come over. Not practice social distancing, so that's fine. Oh that's no, I'm out, definitely, right? I'm definitely not doing that. I'm gonna have some fun trying to figure out how we can do this on zoom live next that's going to be my homework well hold up wait what you want to do on zoom live because i've been i've been i've been working hard on the zoom and obs and what are you trying to do go from a zoom call to streaming live on youtube yeah i know how to do it so what all you got to do is uh you could use obs and then you could set your scene up in obs for uh screen capture um yes and that's i think it's called screen capture and so then when we go to OBS, uh, sorry, when we go on Zoom, then you just go back to your OBS and start streaming, your screen capture. And remember, OBS is cool. It blacks out the whole screen around it, so you don't get anything on the screen but us in the middle, and that would be straight to YouTube. Yeah, over this weekend, I went in with my new laptop. I had my buddy call me up that's really into OBS, and we just did, like, so many tests. Like, I had, I had people say, like, dude, the other day, you just were streaming your face on the screen. I was like, dude, I've been testing like crazy, trying to figure this out. And this, cause that's what I want to do. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen I wanna... it a couple times. Yeah, that, I yeah, I know you was like, what is he doing? I know, yeah, I know you was like, what is he doing? But, um, yeah, that's, that's all you got to do, Josh. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, so that's, that's definitely doable. Cool. Because that's, that's what I was going to do. The next time the next time me and Mike did it, that's what I was going to do. Oh, yeah, so I was gonna try it out. Of, I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, instead of happening to um, – well, here's the thing. I did it over the weekend. Like, I actually did it over the weekend, so I know it worked. Like, I tried it. I even did – Here's I even did uh, – because um, what he told me to do was um, I got rid of regular OBS, and I downloaded Streamlab OBS. Because Streamlab OBS allow you to, allow you to uh, stream two things at one time. So I was actually streaming on Facebook and YouTube, and you got a thing where you can make a uh, multi-chat. So if somebody write on Facebook, oh, it pops up even on YouTube. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's we could de- it's definitely doable. Can you ask him if you uh, know what, what theme allows you to pop up certain uh or, or what widget allows you to pop up um comments on the screen? Like you get to highlight a specific comment and flash it on the lower third. I don't. So I just know how to make all the comments come up. I don't know how to make a specific comment, okay. but um, I'm, so I'm gonna definitely I ask too because I, I I'll show you mm-hmm. a couple clips from uh, live streamers that okay. I actually follow, and it's so cool how they do okay. that. So imagine 
all you have to do is hit a button or click a button and a specific comment in the chat will go across the bottom of the screen. It's very cool. So how do you do this whole Netflix party thing? Well, what do you got to go to for that, Josh? Didn't you do it already? Uh, I did it with uh, JC. So we were watching Avengers Infinity War. Um, and I just, you know, just tested it out. So you have to so- make an account on with it's called netflixwatchparty.com i believe and you just make a uh, login and then there's a, a process that you do like again okay here i go maybe i maybe i got dropped yeah after i would say about an hour whatsapp sometimes drops calls okay yeah i heard like a beeping sound but um uh josh I, the last thing i heard was mike actually do you know how to do the um the uh netflix, netflix thing yeah, so, yeah, the party, yeah. Yeah, as I was saying that uh, I learned from watching John Campia, so we did the Infinity War one. Um right. so you just you just make an account on Netflix Watch Party or Netflixparty.com, I believe it is. And you just Okay. And then you get to merge uh your Netflix account and that account. And uh John will have a similar to Zoom, you'll have a specific event link for that film that's synchronized with the host. So everyone will watch at the same pace at the same time. It's pretty cool. So explain that to me. I don't understand it. So it's all of us, like say the three of us will be watching one movie at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. We're just all home and we can type, we can yeah. we can comment. And we, yeah, can, and so we could also be doing this as well. So we could actually be streaming as well, as you were saying, and people can hear us talking in addition to watching the movie. So it's just like how exactly. the directors and the producers do in the behind the scenes. And the cool thing is the movie we already seen. So it's not like we would be um, like, you know, cause we all, I think we all agree that we don't like watching movies and people talking to it, but this would be different cause we already seen it before. Exactly. So it'd be us giving our It'll, takes and stuff. Exactly. It's one of those movies that everyone's seen multiple times. That's why, you know, John Campia picked, Avengers Infinity War. People seen that. If you like mm-hmm. that movie, you've seen that at least over three times. Right. Yeah. So, and, right. you know, I agree. and you know how John is. He's interacting with the, uh, with the, uh, people in the, in the chat. So again, if we have yeah. some family members or some friends who would also want to partake, they can be there as well. They can join us in the, in the conversation, <clears throat> shout them out while we're doing it live. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, it does sound really cool. Yeah, I don't. But Inception is one of those movies where it's so deep. Like I almost yeah. feel like you got to be like, like using your whole brain and two other people's brains know what's going on. I was thinking the same thing. I, I might want to do the, yeah. the comments. I don't know about the live stream, but that, that's kind of got to you got to be into that a little bit. I think. So. I feel like even the comments is going to be a little bit like uh, like I was dying to watch Inception again because I just want to like put my whole brain to it. But, um, I mean, I think it's the, a good movie for us all to watch. But I will say, selfishly, I kind of, that's the movie I, I was always waiting to watch again, the, like, super bad edges. But, I mean, I guess I could just watch it Which again. Which one? Inception. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it is so deep. And, um, like, I loved when I was, again, a fan, listening to you and uh, Mike have that banter about, Oh, but you're seeing the thing spinning. No, not really. That was just so cool because you, is, you know, anyone has their own take on it, but because you was paying attention, 
you know, you was so engaged in the movie, you was able to, at the end, you know, have your reasons for, for your belief or disbelief, you know? Oh, yeah. Suction is amazing. Like, it's, it's just so dope, man. It's so good. Like, that, 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 that third act is one of the best acts in movie, like, history to me, almost. It's so good. Can, can I be honest with you? I promise you, um, a movie that reminds me of at the end uh, or after the movie's over, you're talking about it, talking about it, trying to figure it out, and you, you owe it to yourself. Again, like I said, possibly the best movie I've seen. Again, movies that I think are good versus movies that it's just, uh, movies that I like versus the movie that's amazing is the prestige is just outstanding acting. Yeah, got to watch like, that though. Yeah, yeah man. It, it, it reminded me of the whole Inception thing at the end. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. And, and Where is that at right now? I got to find out where that's at right now. I don't yeah, I'm, I'm not sure, but you owe it to yourself because you're a movie guy, man. And you would yeah. like, yeah, that's 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 yes. I'm, 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 I'm actually going to watch the core because of you. I like your review, so I'm gonna check that out. Actually, oh cool. Yeah. Now you cool. never seen the core before. Never seen the core. Now oh, I, I like cool. twenty. Okay. So I like twenty twelve. I like the after yeah. tomorrow. Um, okay. Like like. Oh, let me find out. All oh right. yeah, I, I love those type of movies. You know, so <laughs> I, I love. So, but I've never seen the core though. Actually, so. Oh, right, I, like, yeah. I, I like I like I like Armageddon. That's one of my favorites yeah, yeah. of yeah. all time. Actually, yeah. Deep Impact, um, stuff yep. like that. But I've never seen The Course, so I got to check yeah. that one out. So that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know you. That was your type of movie. Yeah, I'm a big sucker for the National oh, Disaster. Film. Got, and there was yeah, a recent one too. Yeah. What was the recent one with um Gerard Butler? Right, with um he had to go to space because yeah, of the yeah. Um, um, uh, I actually seen that. I seen that in the movies. I went to the movies to see that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, me too. Of course. What was that <laughs> Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm te- dude. I see a natural disaster movie. I'm, I'm, you got me. You already got me. It could look cheesy. Like, uh, yo, you got me. Um, what about you, Josh? Are you in a natural natural disaster film? So, if we're talking about it, I mean, 2012 was very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did like Twister. <laughs> Twister was good. It was my favorite Helen Hunt movie. Let's say. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I guess no one uh, recognized that line from Austin Powers, but that's okay. Oh no, I did yeah, not. No, you got me. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was like mad about you, really, Helen Hunt. But you like, okay, that's cool. You know, what's cool with twenty twelve. Yeah, what was cool with twenty twelve was because the whole Mayan thing for so long was predicting that that was like the end of the world. And, you know, it's so much stuff about, well, that's when the calendar ended, so that's not what they meant. So it was a big deal from that year. And I think what's cool is they actually made that movie come out the end of um, 2011 leading into 2012. So it was really cool watching that, thinking, like, what if this is the end of the world coming up? And um, obviously nothing happened. But um, Yeah, but you know what? It wasn't as good as Day After Tomorrow for me, actually. So yeah, you know what's funny? It, my problem with day after tomorrow was what's the term y'all use where um su- suspense and disbelief or something? What are yeah. the term you use? Yeah, suspense and disbelief. You got it. Yeah. So the day after tomorrow bothered me because it had uh, some really really noticeable nonsense. Like when the dude walked from I forgot wherever it was to New York and he did it in like two days, I was like, that's, no, that will not, that's always, I never forget that. I was like, wait, what? He walked? Like, that's impossible. And he walked to ice. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say if it was yeah, that always bothered me. Um I thought it was a good movie, but I don't know. I feel like day after some I mean, um twenty twelve was um I think what was cool was the whole underlying thing, like we talk about now. If you had a lot of money, would you be the people getting front row seats to the basketball place? So it was deep that it was like, whoa, the rich people was paying to be on that boat. I mean, I can so see that happening. All the layers of that movie with the, the, the dad and his uh, wife wasn't together anymore, but they had a daughter, and she was met. His uh, uh, ex-wife was remarried. Like, all that, all the layers in that movie, I felt, made it really good. Um, and I feel like you know what it was? I, I love disaster movies, number one. But I um, feel like the day after tomorrow, they have more character, like with the um, with Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid with the father and son. And okay. they kind of like, you know, because they showed him from the beginning where he was like dropping them off for the trip and he came to get them right. and all that stuff. I felt like 2012 had more characters. So they had all these little mini stories. But okay. this one kind of focused on the Jake Gyllenhaal and the Dennis no, Quaid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I definitely, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and I felt like, like, first of all, I love Jake Dillon and Dennis Quaid, so the actors yeah. were there for me. And I don't know, I, I like because I felt like, um, you know, like 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 that part, yeah, the walking, uh, subvert, subvert your expectations. I, I didn't really like that. Yeah. You talking about? Um, yeah, that bothered me, but. Yeah, but you got to do sometimes to go back to Home Alone. You know, it's a perfect example for that shit. <laughs> Whatever. You no, that is true, but. I feel like walking from, I don't know, I forgot what state it was, but like it was Pennsylvania to New York, something like that. In like two days, it was kind of like, wait, what? But, Bro, um, Kevin McAllister threw two bricks off a 10 story building, hit him dead in the head, and he didn't even bleed. Like, well, let, me ask you, let, me, let me ask you a question. Was that not along the lines of a, a comedy? Yes, it was a comedy. All right, well, <laughs> well, well, there, well, there you go. They should have been there dead, you though. You're <laughs> like, right. But, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, but um, it's for, it's, for, it's, it's, it's for the sake of entertainment that you should stay your disbelief. That's the definition of it, actually. Right. All together. So, yeah. but well, it worked. I mean, I still seen it. I st- it's still, you know, you never forget it. You know, I, I mentioned it in my lineup too. You know, obviously. There's actually a whole video on YouTube actually about that too, about like how many injuries they should have sustained uh, right. um, in Home Alone. It's actually pretty good. I thought I got to find it. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. I'm a, yeah, man. Oh, man. When you see the four, oh. let me know. Oh, oh, it's called Geostorm. That's the one with uh, Gerard. Yeah, Geo, yeah, Geostorm. Yeah. That was, oh, that was, you know yeah. what? I uh, I like the take on it too. I like um, you know, my whole thing is when these things happen, right? And it's like natural disasters or the disaster movies. Um, I actually uh, I actually put Godzilla in that the first uh, the Godzilla the first one that came out. Um. This current Godzilla, but part one. Retarded. (laughs) Whole way of thinking, which is retarded. Um, (laughs) I put, I uh, noticed earlier I caught myself, so I did um, Mm. put that into my, try to take that out of my vocabulary. Even at home. That was courtesy of me. I pointed that out. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, you know, you know what? It was it was compacted interest. I was on. Um, I don't know if I I was did your show first, and then after that, I did. A, I was streaming on Wednesday night, but um, I said it also on stream, and somebody on stream was like, "Yo, you can't say that. They're gonna ban you." I was like, "Damn me! What are you talking about?" It literally went over my head. I had no clue what you're talking about. I didn't first, and then um, so I don't know if you pointed it out first, and then that it was literally in the same week though, and both yeah. of those things happened and made me be like. Yeah, oh man! I, I, I so definitely, a, I definitely witnessed that gaming session. So that that is correct, Tony Stark Jr. Yeah, 
Oh wow! It's, yeah, and it's funny because it's like a thing at my house now. Like, um, like I, you know, made a big deal. We had a long talk about it at my house, and so, um, you know, kids like, like my daughter's like, yeah, she don't, you know, she doesn't want to do it anymore, or or she can use the word anymore because it doesn't have people and stuff. And it's funny because uh. Uh, Taser was like, I mean, it isn't that bad. I was like, I mean, it kind of is. She was like, Yeah, but I've been sad before. I was like, Listen, you got to take it. You just got to be caught, you know, nowhere near. If you say it to yourself, you're going to take it out. And when you say it, you'll be like, Oh, even if you say it, but you'll catch yourself. And then, you know. But anyway. Yeah, because it, it, it flows so easy for you at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was something I was saying forever. But also, I was a person that I knew I could do it because I also took cursing out of my vocabulary. So um, right. I feel like I could do anything I put my mind to if I want to, if I want to, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. But yes, I will watch the court because of you. That was a great review, and I never seen. Right. It. I don't know what I don't know how that got lost in the sauce because that right. that wasn't as big as uh like uh, Death of Tomorrow, and they came out around the right. same time. Actually, so, but right. I, I do want to check that out for real. For real. You know, it's cool. A friend of mine wrote on the comments. He was like, "Oh man," he was like, "Because of your review, I gotta watch that again." He was like, "I forgot how good that movie was." And it made me feel good because um, I'm not trying to, like, watch um, movies that I only like, right? Um, but I told myself that originally just if I go to movies, I'll make a review. But now because of quarantine, it hit me like, you know what? Anything I watch, I should just review it, you know? So it was cool that, that being at Sandy's mom's house for the weekend, she just got a crate of movies that Sandy gave her a long time ago. And they were just picking movies. Like, oh, and I was like, oh, I want to watch this. And, um, well, and even though... Um, Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry not to cut you, but you see Stuckman reviewing old, old um, Bond movies. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're on the, yep. He would never do that on a regular, but now, he said, I'm on quarantine. I might as well yeah. review old stuff, too. Or whatever, so. Here's what's funny. You and I and Josh was talking about Bond, and I was saying how I actually like um, um, Die Another Day, which was the one the one with Holly Berry. I like it. I was like, what? That was, that was terrible. And I fit, I'm telling you, maybe the next day or two days later, he reviewed it. I was like, and I was like, oh, I got to watch this here's review. And I watched his review, and of course he ripped it up. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Mind you, I said that I never, I never seen his review on that before, and I said that so it's yeah. funny that he I think I put it, I think I put it in the chat though. I think I, after I watched it, I put it in the chat. I was like, oh, I think I wrote, oh, Mike, I think you're gonna like this. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check, I gotta, I gotta check. Yeah, now, yeah, did he, he now did he sway you in any way or no? Uh, no, I mean. Like he, he, this was was cool. He mentioned the reasons why it was bad, but he also said, um, um, uh, Pierce Brosnan gave, did a good performance as as his version of Bond at the time. But he felt it was too get too much gimmicky, like with all the gadgets. So it was cool because the stuff he laid out, them, which made it a bad film. Like he was saying, the villain was pretty bad. I actually did like the villain, but um, I understand what what he didn't like about the movie and how it was pieced together and it's cool again um to be fair i'm on a lower spectrum of like what i need to be entertaining so when he laid stuff out i was like i can see that but that didn't bother me, you know so certain stuff like even for you and josh will bother you guys it wouldn't bother me um but i understand why it wouldn't bother you you know and you and i'm, I'm sure you can understand like oh yeah that does that type of stuff doesn't bother tony so it'll probably be okay oh yeah i understand Everybody who watches movies, I kind of get to know them and what they watch. That's why I told you, you know, I told you, I told J uh, Jazz, Joker's not for you because Jazz likes mm -hmm. action. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand people and what they like and what they will go right. see. Once I get yeah. to know them a little bit, stuff like that. So hey, Jazz you know, will cool. ask me every time, is that a movie that I would like? Because he knows I know him. Right. right. 
Yeah, and what's cool is we could debate all day, but it's cool. We still respect each other. It's like you said with the food thing. You was like, look, if you don't like that, it's not, not your taste, and it's cool, you know? Oh, I don't expect people to like what I like, but it's cool that I love our banter. We go back and forth, you know, all the three of us, but we all respect what each other like. You know, it's not like, like the other day, it was cool because you said to me when we was going back and forth, he was like, hey, look, you know, I just want you to know, like, I still think you're a good guy or whatever. And I was like, you know, you too, man. You know, regardless, I think it's just our personality, which I feel is good for television and doing what we do, that we don't, we disagree a lot. We also do agree, and I feel like, but we still respect each other at the end of the day. It's not like, man, Mike didn't like my movie. I don't like him no more. Like, I love that we to get all extra and sound like we'll be fighting, but we're just, it's just in the heat of the moment. We, we're so, um, you know, um, we, we have high opinions on our own, or we're highly opinionated, I guess. I told you, I talk, I, I, as you can see, I talk about you when I'm not with you. I was like, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I told Sandy that, and she was like, wow, that was cool. And I was like, oh, man, that was really cool. That was really nice of you, yeah. Yeah, she really did need that advice. Like, she's like, yo, I want to get out of my marriage, but I'm, I don't, you know, I don't know how I would look or how I would feel to be married a third time. So I mean, you really did come in handy in that situation and stuff like that. So, yeah, I appreciate it. And um, I just try to be like a real representation of my real life. I mean, like I said, if you ask me something, it's probably on video. So nothing I'm saying is fake. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm very thankful that I didn't get st- uh, stuck in my last marriage because um, I was afraid to get a divorce for many years. So, um, or not many, many years, but I was afraid to get a divorce. I, I just felt like, oh man, again, how would I look? I'm going to be the bad guy. And, um, and it was the best thing to happen for me. I'm truly happy now. And I feel like it could happen to anybody, you know, just don't be stuck somewhere. You don't feel like you belong. Period. Yeah. She, she, she's in the house sleeping in separate rooms for like the last six months with the husband. Yeah. So, that's yeah. But, um, Back to the movie. I watched a movie um, on Easter with uh, with my mom and sister, a rom com which I've been saw that I love, and mm-hmm. I put them on. Uh, have you guys seen Crazy Stupid Love? No, I didn't. Isn't that the uh, okay? Isn't that a uh, book? Yeah, I don't know if it was a book. Mm, I don't know, but it's, it's uh Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, it's Steve Carell. Ryan Gosling, uh, 2011. It's, uh, uh, what's her name? Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, oh, it's a great movie, bro. <laughs> like, and I like yeah. Ryan Gosling, obviously, because of Notebook. Yeah, I like him because of Remember the Titans, actually. But but if you um ever uh, get a chance, Tony, and maybe watch it with Sandy, I think you guys will mm-hmm. like that one. So that, that's one of my picks for you guys. Or not. So. Hey, Josh, yeah. if you ever have a date over, check out the movie. <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love. Not, so. We'll probably get That's into, cool. uh, yeah. you know, what, 20 minutes of it? Probably. <laughs> uh, listen, if, it, if it's that good, maybe, maybe not. I don't, I hope you don't think you're like, talking out of my, like, rear end. Not that you would mind. <laughs> That's hilarious. Hi, I think you and Sandy will love it. <laughs> And uh, my mom, my mom and sister, they they loved it. Um, it's just the stories intertwine. Uh, Steve Carell is great in the movie. Um, he's not often Steve Carell, Josh, but he's still funny in the movie. And um, and Emma Stone is Emma Stone, so it's a good movie. That's well, cool. you know what's funny? What we watched over the week at Sandy's mom's house, which I'm not going to review because I wasn't paying attention, but they watched uh, Evan Almighty. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah that, that's not that great, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think and, it and, and it might have been because he was following behind Jim Carrey as Bruce, and Bruce is just so mm-hmm. much better. 
But, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I almost say that. So, you know, it, it's, sometimes when you follow behind somebody who did such a great job with the role, it's hard for you because everybody looks at that first person. That's how I feel yeah. like happy to them. Yeah. And I wonder, like, does it mess with you psychologically? I wonder, do you like, like, I know you're an actor, so you just probably got to try to act as best you can. But in a movie that's supposed to be silly, I wonder if he's putting his was putting his all into it because of knowing he was, you know, going behind Jim. What do you think, Josh? What do you think? Hmm. Josh, I guess. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah. All right. So, what are y'all talking about again? Never no, mind. So I- yeah, I was sure. Well, what do you, Mike? What do you you think? Um, well, I think that yeah, I think it's tough because you know that if that person plays such, such a good part as their role, and then you take over that particular part, I think it's in your head. You know, you try to you're gonna try to outdo them, be better instead of just making your own movie. I think that right. happens a lot when they replace actors to play anything and whatnot. I think that uh. That's, that's sometimes gonna be tough or not. I bet. It's been six movies to this day. I still got friends who wish Terrence Tower still played Rhodey instead of Don Cheadle. You know, yeah. so it's well, hard. I mean, well, I was gonna say I that's bet. Fair. Oh, go ahead, Josh. No, I, I'm saying that that's fair with Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard, but again, Don Cheadle, uh, Academy Award, and again, you're talking to someone who loves James Bond, so it's always been a revolving door. I'm, I'm. I understand the concept. It doesn't really offend me as long as you do a great job. Right. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes trying to make a big role your own is the thing. But um, I was gonna say I bet one of the hardest um, hurt people to play has to be Batman because there's been so many Batmans. When you get cast as Batman, I bet the pressure got to be crazy, man. Well, that Such depends a big on the character. director as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, but I, I think Batman is always expected to be a movie that does really good, and um, and it's all very also a movie that um, it's one of the biggest recognizable characters in the world, and also um, just knowing some of the biggest names played as Batman and who did a great job, who didn't do a good job. So I know when you get cast as Batman, you gotta be like, oh man, like it, the pressure gotta be on, you know. <laughs> I think more so now than before. I felt like when, like, mm-hmm. you know, Val Kilmer went to George Clooney, like, I don't think Clooney felt pressure because it was like a revolving yeah. door at that point. But I do yeah. feel like now it may be more. Yeah, you know, I definitely agree with that. I feel like after, okay, so after, um, um, uh, after, no, not even Michael Keaton, um, Christian Bale was Batman. Right, right, like, exactly. Now yeah. it's got to be, yeah, a little, a little bit more tougher. Back then it was like, yeah. You know, I don't know if it was a gold standard. You know, right. Keaton was the best, but I don't think Kilmer and Dan Clooney, I don't think they even had the pressure. They were like, oh, that's cool. Right. You, know? like, you, you get Batman. to be Batman. You get to be Batman. Yeah. You get to be Batman. <laughs> yeah, it was just some weird. It was yeah. like, and, and, and that's not cool for us. Like, and that's also going back to Feige, right? This is why he does these six to 10 picture deals because he doesn't want this revolving door as it has to be. He wants to have people playing these roles and stuck in these roles, unfortunately. Right. So, and you know, know what's cool with that is you could get so many good movies out of that, and then you could leave it alone 
and just go for something else. Let's say, okay, somebody don't want to play somebody in porn. Cool, I can wrote you off after so many good, great movies, and then I can just like, you know, now let me focus on this whole other set of movies. Yeah, I just read an article about Don Shield. We're talking about him when he got approached and they said it's a six picture deal. And he was like, that's a large commitment. So he didn't really think about it for a while. But he finally said, you know, okay, or whatever like that. But actually, Marvel gave him two hours and he and he had to call his wife. But he said, okay, but he, he had to think about it for a second. So, you know. Yeah. Crazy. He, did he literally thing. said, you got two hours or we can go to somebody else. So, <laughs> like, okay. Who do you well, think the other person was? was? Okay. You know what? That's it. Got to be a black person. I don't know. It's, it's so. I, I really would want to know that in the behind the scenes. Who would have been the other? How they do things? Do you think it was uh, Chadwick? <laughs> Did he audition for that too? It could have been. Who knows? It could have been. It could have been. I mean, Don Cheadle's a better actor than Terrence Howard, but I do think Terrence Howard fit the roadie profile more. Like that's just me personally. Um, yeah, we all talked about this before, but I 100 percent agree with you. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, right? Since we're talking about actors, what do you think the Matrix would have been like if Will Smith took the role? Completely different. And they rewrote it for Keanu Reeves' personality. So it would have been completely different. It could have been better. So it would have been more. Who knows? It, I guess it depends how yeah. they rid him. I mean, it could be well, here, similar to a character like I Am Legend. It could be that type of character in, in that. Right. Yeah, I always think about when I found out he was going to play him originally, I was like, wow, I wonder what it would have been like. But I almost wonder would it had more staying power. I don't know. Well, I think I was more the director. Um, mm-hmm. I think it still would have been a blockbuster as it was. I don't think yeah. it would have. I don't think it would have changed that part. But um, I wonder would they have cast the same like Trinity if it was Will Smith's Neo? Like that's the other question. Right. About be honest with you, but um, Trinity might have been Jada. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Instead of Carrie Ann Moss, so I, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, a little bit on that, but uh, I think it still would have been a blockbuster. I mean, he was he was a mega star, so I think he would have sold it by itself. Right. So, but might have made more money. To be honest with you, because Keanu was kind of falling off at that point. That is true. You, so he's so red yeah, hot now. So. It's crazy, man. It's crazy, yeah. and it really it was the John Wicks that brought him back. Yep. And the first John Wick was like low budget and shit. It wasn't even like that, but it's just like yeah. it, it's, it's crazy because so, people yeah. still like that that cool bad like not bad as a bad guy, but the cool dude that could beat up a million people. Like once Rambo, like we you know people like a character like that, you know? Um, yeah, because that you don't say was, much. Yeah, right. You know, and that's still a thing. I feel like, um, obviously in the eighties, that was like this huge, you know, eighties, nineties, that was like a huge big thing from like, you know, Van Damme, this is less alone, you go on and on and on. But I feel like we don't really have those movies as much nowadays, unless it's like a spy type movie, like Bond or the Born, and that's really not the same thing kind of sort of. And just the well, that's because of the um the marketing. Because if you got too many kills, you become rated R, and rated R, they feel like they're going right. to get less people to see the movie. And they right. want to make more money, so they try to keep it PG by keeping the kills down or keeping the curse words down and whatnot. So that's that's where right. the issue and whatnot. And so the bloodshed. That's why we don't get them. And the bloodshed, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's why we don't get them as much as we used to. Back then, I feel like they just didn't. I don't know. It's weird. Like they didn't care. Yeah, the rating was like, probably different. Yeah, maybe the rating was different too, though. I don't know. 
Yeah, or somebody. I feel like somebody came in later, like like an analytics guy, a marketing guy. Like, listen, if we take out four or five curse words and two or three more kills, we can make this PG and give her money. Like, somebody talk to somebody about it. I feel like it. And that's how, you know, these things got to where they are today. I mean, at the end of the day, people What's that, Josh? Sounds like a job for us three. Yeah, I can see us doing that. <laughs> Definitely. Because, you know, PG-13 always makes more money than R, no matter right. how you slice it. So I, I get it. But that also affects our comedies because, again, less certain type of gags will make it an R movie. So you right. don't get as many raunchy comedies as you did back in the day. You would know, like, going, you know, going back yeah. in the day. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little different now or whatnot, so. Yeah, I mean, I, the slap in the face to have Mortal Kombat not uh, rated R was just like, what? But, um, you know, it was, it was directed so you could make as much money as possible. So. Yeah, I agree. And the new Mortal Kombat won't be rated R, which is going to mess that up again or whatever like um, that. I thought that... it was. I thought I heard it was. Really? Really? Yeah, that's what that. I heard. Yeah, I heard that um, they said they was going to keep it because the whole big deal with the Mortal Kombat game right now is um, they're really, like, stepping it up. So I heard that it was supposed to be like, uh, like so not true to the the um not true to the game, but true to like the the not this current game, but true to the lore of the game. And it was gonna be like um like uh uh really really intense and deep, like um like graphics graphically and all that. Um, <laughs> I'd be shocked if it's uh from what I've heard, I was I would just instantly thought it was gonna be rated R. Like they made it sound like man, it was gonna give you that Mortal Kombat that you didn't get before. Um, the only thing I didn't like is recently I heard that it was gonna be more centered around um, like realism, and so I feel like, wait, so people aren't gonna be teleporting and all that because even though that's kind of weird, but that's the game. Like I can't picture nobody having powers. That's what it. The last thing I heard almost sound like that it was. They was gonna explain how people like were like real people and stuff. It was gonna be more centered on realism. Like, yeah, it looks like you're right. As of July of last year, it says we'll be a hard R for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. We shall see. That's Get over here. That's, Come that's, here. Uh, I, I wonder how it'll do if it, it keeps that hard R. That's interesting. Though. Well, I say right now, right now, the Mortal Kombat game is super hot right now. I mean, it's yeah. it's really popular. So um, if they could ride this wave um, of popularity... <laughs> Then, um, you know, maybe they can, uh, and then I also they could appease to the fans who felt they was always robbed out of a Mortal Kombat movie. Um, because there's a Mortal Kombat movie called, uh, I believe it's called Mortal Kombat Legends, where it was kind of like, um, an internet thing. And then, um, it was like a, t- a show, like a series. And then, uh, they made it into like one long thing, and the casting was really good. Uh, it was really violent. And it was like, man, if that came out as a movie, that would have been awesome. So that had a good reception. This was probably like maybe five years ago. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, if the casting is right, and again, it's all about trailers. If they get a killer trailer, um, then they might be able to get, you know, a lot of people to come out of it, to it and then the word of mouth to, you know, bring everybody else in. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what? You and I will be seeing this stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, right? Hey, listen, you already know. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. listen, I, I like to see the movies do good, but they don't. As long as I see it, that's all that matters to me. So. Yeah, I mean, because you know what, a movie might not do good, but we might like it. You know, and be yeah. like that. It's a shame that not enough people went to see it. You know, for whatever reason. 
Yeah. You know what I'm right. I sad about? I wanted to see a quiet, um, a quiet place part two. And I'm like, oh man, because matter of fact, I think that was gonna be like when they shut down the theaters. That was like that weekend, and they was gonna do it. Mean, they were gonna see. They were gonna do a double feature. They were gonna have part one and part two. And we were gonna see yeah. both of them. Yeah, I, I would have seen both. I, I never saw part one actually. So I would have seen both. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Did you see part one? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always, I always wanted to see it again because um, when yeah. I I think I just wasn't paying attention to the first time I seen it, and I liked it a lot, but I never got you know I didn't go back and watch it. Um, but it was really good. It was real interesting. Now, did you see? Here's something you could see right now if you wanted to. Did you see Bird Box? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I okay, love cool. Bird Box. Yeah. All right, well, well, just, I love okay, that. Well, but just imagine Bird Box but with like a better budget and um, you know, kind of theatrically a little uh, like better than Bird Box yeah. um, I like Bird Box a lot but A Quiet Place is hard for me I, I felt that I liked Bird Box better but when I think about it I guess A Quiet Place is a better movie overall you know Bird Box kept people talking and thinking at the end oh the man I only seen it because the people was on Facebook like Bird Box and Sandy was like what's Bird Box I'm like I don't know I was like everybody's talking about it and literally my son had walked out of his room and was like man everybody's talking about this Bird Box I was like wait what and I was like okay we're watching it right now we put it on and it was cool because I didn't know much about it so I got to watch it without being like you know anybody ruin anything but yeah it was like the social media like thing at the time like everybody was talking about Bird Box yeah did you see it Josh or no I did not Oh man, yeah, that's that. Nah, that's the thinking for you now. You like yeah. thinking movies. Bird Box will make you think a little bit. Yeah, well, man. The crazy part is that it's really like a cliffhanger. Like, to, like I'm probably not gonna be a part two of that because you know, really could be, but it's, it could uh, be. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Now they made a. They started making a lot of them. If you go on Netflix, there's a movie called Silence. That's very similar to Bird Box. I feel like uh, people was jumping on. It's not. Um, as good as Bird Box, obviously, and it's not made uh, as good as it. But uh, if you go on Netflix, there's one called Sound, and it's the same. It's the same thing. Um, I won't give it away, but it's the same, pretty much the same type of thing. You know, like okay. sorry. So Bird Box had to do with sight. Sight. Um, yeah. The Quiet Place had to do with sound, <laughs> and um, Silence obviously has to do with sound as well. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, Bird Box really at the end had to do with um, had to do with the Bible kind of because it says, "Well, I'll walk by faith and yeah. not by sight." Really, so yeah. kind of had to do with the Bible and stuff like yeah. that. So, Bird Box is pretty because you, you know it's crazy. And if you remember, did you see um, what's the one with uh Denzel when he's blind? Um, oh, um, the uh, the Book of Eli. Book of Eli, and that's yeah. in the and that's what happens to him. They want to like, right. how can you do all this stuff? Walk by faith, not by sight. Same thing. Yeah. He's beating people ass, <laughs> just yeah. by, like being blinded cool. like that. Yeah, I never forget the book of Eli. Yeah, that was that, cool, man. I saw that I saw in the show. Well, my yeah. girlfriend I remember that. Yeah, it was pretty oh, good. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That, the that's I told you about. We had a long conversation about the same one. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see, um, oh man, what was the name? I just, uh, when I thought of Book of Eli, because that was kind of like that post apocalyptic time. Did you ever see, what was it called? The one where, um, the uh, Children of Men? No, I never seen that one. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's when, um, for some reason, um, 
women wasn't able to have babies anymore. Like no woman could like you could you could have sex, whatever, but you just wouldn't like um women just couldn't have babies anymore. And then there was a woman who actually gave birth and the whole world went crazy. And some people was like, Whoa, is it like, you know, uh you know, is it a biblical? Is what I or anything more. But yeah, that was a big that was a big thing, so. Yeah. That's kinda of probably like, that that, that new show like on um yeah, it does a little bit. Mm. I like they like that new show on Apple TV with Jason Momoa, uh, C, or whatever, where everybody's blind, but then somebody had had a kid that can see or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. so Apple, it's too many streaming networks. I can't, I can't get them all, but but it's on Apple TV though. So yeah. Well, I'm thanks to you guys. Cause I don't know why it didn't hit me, but I'm definitely will be hijacking my daughter uh, thing. And you know what's cool too is she actually. When we watched Thor Ragnarok for my birthday, she actually put it on my PlayStation so we could watch it off my PlayStation because it was acting up. It wouldn't stream to her TV for whatever whatever reason. So technically, it's on my PlayStation. And since you're on a break from uh, content, no reason why you can't watch Mando. Uh, 100%. Nice. (laughs) Tomorrow, maybe that's what I'll do. I don't know if Sandy want to watch that, but I'll but uh, maybe I'll just go into the living room tomorrow. You know what, man? I've seen people who never even follow anything Star Wars, but it's, like, different, So they, they but they like this show for some reason. Okay. You know what's cool is I don't know much besides what I heard about you guys talking on the show. I only ever seen the little baby Yoda, like, toys or whatever. So I actually yeah. did. I actually, I mean, obviously, it's Star Wars. So I assume it's going to look like Star Wars. But I made sure I didn't see much about this show. So it's going to be cool for me because other than pretty much everything y'all talked about, which was everything, but it's not like, you know, I committed everything to memory. So I am still exciting, excited to see it, you know. What's funny is that it, it, it takes place only five years after um, the episode six. So it looks like the ones from back in the day, the way they, the way they did it, actually. Oh, that's it cool. doesn't, yeah. So because because it wouldn't make sense if it looked like all spectacular when it takes place only five years right. after the last episode or whatever like that. So it uh it looks like that. You said so, five days or five years? Five years, five years. Okay, after, five years. Okay. No. Um, cool. After the after the empire got taken over, take, taken down, but right. they're coming Return back. Of Je- Return of the Jedi, right? No. Uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi. Right. Yeah, Return of the yeah. Jedi. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. favorite one. Yeah, but as always, nobody knows about the. Well, you, you'll watch the show. Never mind. Just watch it. You'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, fellas, I do got to get up for work tomorrow, so I'm gonna let y'all <laughs> uh, go. Segway yes. like king, as as do I, and I'm going to dethrone the Segway king. It was a pleasure talking to you, gentlemen. Have a good evening. You too. Yeah. Good night. Yeah, thanks for that. Thanks, guys. Night. Nice.